It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. It is the Go Birds podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Uh, Elliot Shore Parks, James South, Elliot Shore Parks, down in Tampa, got to witness the disaster firsthand. You know, we went into this feeling like, oh, the season's a success no matter what. We feel good about Nick and Jalen and this and that. And we were like, I mean, as long as they don't get boat raced and. The boats, boy, oh boy. The boats were racing. Elliot Short Parks, Jalen Hurts picked, you know, this game to have wor- his worst or in the running for his worst, whatever you want to quibble. Uh, game as an Eagle, Nick Sirianni. Certainly his worst game since the first portion of the season. Uh, across the board, I mean, outclassed, out um, manned, out talented, out coached, uh, you know, just like every level, even a beat up. Bucks team that was losing offensive linemen, it seemed right and left during the course of the first half, um, just really put it to the Eagles. And what was, I think, you know, ultimately in the end, when we really look back, we'll say, you know, in the end, at least a fun season because of the unexpected wins in the playoffs. But man, what an ugly way to end it and what an ugly way to, to you know, limp into the offseason, buddy. How are you? Yeah, so my morning started with a tornado warning going off on my phone at 6 a.m. Oh, should have uh, known. You should have so, tweeted yeah. out, Eagles are losing when that happened. I should have tweeted all the faithful to yeah. bet the Bucks on the yeah. Parks Casino app at that point. Um, so, yeah, now I'm in a hotel in Tampa. And let me tell you, it's way less fun to be in a hotel after they lose than before when everyone's all excited and there's Eagles fans walking around. So so hopefully the volume is, is okay on my mic. The Wi-Fi in the hotel is not great. But – Here's what I would say. Like, what is, and I think it's only appropriate to end the last pod of the year for post game with the word macro, right? Like, it's what oh, we say all the time. Oh, yeah, and buddy. We will, word of the we will season. Get into the yes. minutia of the game. But I think the micro, the micro, the micro, macro, right? 
the macro take for me is like I'm torn on what this means because you're right. Like when we talked about the advantages of making the playoffs, it was we get to see this team against a quality opponent. And throughout the week, like I talked myself into saying like the Bucks are banged up. They're just Tom Brady. Like I really thought they could win this game and they didn't and they were not competitive. And the only chance they ever had in the game was to keep it close. They were never going to win that game. It was apparent from pretty much the jump, right? Honestly, as soon as offense went three and out after the Bucks scored, I was like, this is it. Like, it's over. Like, that's it. So I was wrong. Like, they, the Bucks were the far better team, even without the injuries. So I go, I go on a macro scale. Like, what does that mean to me? Because I do think that they were not supposed to be here. Like, they weren't supposed to be a playoff team. They weren't supposed to be having the point bets trend towards them, toward, you know, as the days counted down towards a playoff matchup with Tom Brady. And I'm not trying to be over, overly optimistic. I'm not trying to be like Mr. Everything's Okay guy. But I, I, there was a part of me as I was leaving the stadium and I was thinking, like, maybe this was just the next step in their growth. Like, if you think back to other teams and – you know, the Phillies year before they won the World Series, they got knocked out in the first round, right? Like the Sixers had to go through what they went through before they could start it to win. Like, so I, that's what we'll get the answer to next year. Like, was today a red flag and that they haven't beaten a playoff team all year? They frankly haven't been competitive in a lot of the games they played these playoff teams. Like they were competitive against the Chargers and I guess the Niners. They were competitive in that game. But overall, like 0-7 against teams are in the playoffs. So we'll find out next year. Was that because this team is just not good? Or is it because the next step in their progression is beating the good teams? Like they started the year as one of the bad teams. The 29th roster in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. Over under six and a half. One of the lowest in the NFL, right? Like they started as that. Do they leave Tampa as that? Or do they leave Tampa as a team that made real steps this year? And I tend to believe it's still they made steps. But I also have to be honest and say like watching that team today, they were terrible. Like Jalen Hurts picked the worst time to have his worst, you know, probably his worst game of the year. Like he was pretty bad against Dallas too. But considering the stage, I think this probably qualifies as his worst game of the year. He was terrible. Like from the jump, he was awful. Like they forced them to throw the ball all year. We've been saying, when's the game where they're not gonna be able to run it and Jalen's gonna have to throw it. This was it. Like this was it. Tampa stacked a box and said, beat us. And not only couldn't they beat, uh, not only couldn't Jalen Hurts beat him in the passing game, it looked like it looked like a high school offense out there at times. Like I like there were times I was down in the field looking like they look confused as to where they should be on the field. So that falls on Sirianni. It falls on Howie for poor receiver play, right? Like it falls on everybody. But we know Howie's not going anywhere. We know Sirianni's not going anywhere. So where is this all gonna fall? It's gonna fall on Jalen. And this is gonna annoy people, and people are gonna say it shouldn't, but let's all be honest with ourselves. The Jalen discussion changed today. The Jalen discussion turned into what are they going to do this offseason? And a week ago, you know, 10 hours ago, when my alarm went off at 6 a.m. because I thought a tornado was coming to my hotel, I would have said Jalen was the guy next year. But we're all lying to ourselves if we don't think the discussion changed today. Yeah, I, so a lot in there. Uh, and look, uh, before yeah, sorry, the game. it's kind of wet. No, it was great. I think it was great, and that's what happens at the end of the season. Um, but to your point, look, Rappaport puts out the report before the game. Eagles aren't going to be in on, on uh, you know, big-name quarterbacks. I agree with you after today. You know, look, I think everything's on the table. And we look, we thought the Eagles might not be as sold on Hurts as others to begin with, the fan base, whatever. But I think you can – it's one of those really strange – situations and games where look I went into this game thinking they would lose you know we did the whole show about it like yep. I really expected them to lose I didn't 
I didn't get to that point where, you know, again, if you go back and listen to the radio show we did on Saturday, like somehow like every Eagles fan had got to the point where they believed they were going to win the game or at least had, had, you know, convinced themselves they could believe they could win the game. And I was like, and yeah. And props I, to you. You were right. You've I, been like, giving me my props for being right. You deserve credit. Thanks, you were buddy. right. But like, again, I don't think it was that. I think it's okay to be that way because like, look, I, I think what we saw play out and it was worse than we, we imagined, but... We just saw a better team. It was Nick Sirianni. Like, that's why I can see this both ways. It's one of those weird things where it's like, I can see coming out of this to your point and saying, like, disaster. Like, they weren't ready. They got their asses beat, a depleted Tampa team. They just looked embarrassed on a national stage. Hertz was uh, just horrendous. Sirianni was not good. And you can come out of it saying that. And then you can also flip it around and say, you know, Jalen Hurts is 23 years old and playing in his first playoff game against the GOAT on the road. Same for Nick Sirianni against the defending champs on the road. Todd Bowles, you know, showed again today why he deserves that coaching job, why he's one of the best defensive coordinators in football, why he deserved the praise for winning the Super Bowl. Like, he was just ready for the Eagles today. And and even with the injuries they had, like, their, their personnel was just significantly better. And, that, and that's the point you were just talking about. What you're making is that it really does come back on all levels. I agree that ultimately Jalen's going to be the the storyline. I think there is a real chance Jalen's a starting quarterback week one of 2022. And I think there's a real chance he's not. Like, I, I really, I, I think it's going to be fascinating so, to, to talk about. But I do think that today, you know, on every level, there's blame to go around. I think Howie deserves blame for what happened today. I think Nick and the coaching staff, Someone in particular as well uh, deserve uh, uh, sure credit we'll for what it, we're going today. And I think Jalen deserves, uh, you know, uh, blame for what happened today. So, I, you know, I think it was a, a, you know, I think they were outmatched on every level today. So my biggest takeaway from today, like bar none, like not even a close second, my takeaway from today is like we can have whatever we want. Like they are going to try to trade for a quarterback. Like I almost feel like I had like an epiphany today watching this game. Like th- let- let's think about this for a second. And we know where we fall on it. We would bring Jalen back next year. We'd give him another chance. Yep. We would use the draft picks on linebackers and safeties and maybe a receiver and like 100%, all that, right? 100%. But like who, who are we kidding? This is Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman we're talking about. They value the quarterback. Everyone values a quarterback position. They might value it more than anybody else in the league, right? Quarterback factory. All those things. They have three first-round picks, which I would, I'll would. i go double-check. My guess is they've never had three first-round picks in franchise history, right? They might very rarely have to even have two. Not only do they have three, they have three inside of the top 20. And then not only do they have three picks inside the top 20, there are multiple veteran quarterbacks that are going to be available this offseason. Now, who knows if they'll come here, right? But it's not so much about will they acquire them. The question is, will they try to? And today, my biggest takeaway was we are fooling ourselves, like absolutely fooling ourselves. If we don't think their main objective this offseason is going to be exploring how to upgrade the quarterback position, that doesn't mean they'll do it for anybody. Like, I don't think they're going to go out and sign Baker Mayfield or, or whoever, right? I don't even think they're going to draft a quarterback. But we all need to wrap our head around the fact that the days of thinking that this team is going to operate where they're building around Jalen ended today. And maybe they were never there. Like, maybe we were wrong. Like I'm saying, maybe I had a wrong read on that. But my biggest takeaway watching this today is we are absolutely fooling ourselves if we don't think Howie Roseman, armed with three first-round picks, is not going to seriously explore finding another quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I also think that like exploring, to your point, is different from getting. And yes, 
Like, I don't think there's any question they'll be in on it. They've shown that they are going to constantly look to upgrade that position. Even when they give a guy a $128 million contract, they're going to use a second-round pick at, for the, the potential of either a backup or, you know, clearly they had issues or concerns about Wentz that, that proved right. But but point being that they're, they've shown over and over again, bringing Minshew in, like, you know, bringing Flacco in, like, they're always going to throw assets and resources at that position. So I, I'm with you on that, but I also think that ultimately I think there's only a couple guys who – Yep. who they would move off Jalen for, for another year and take a shot on Jalen and, and gear up for another run at someone else, you know? Because I don't think, like, to your point, it'd be Baker or Kirk Cousins or, or one of these guys. Like, I think it has to be Russell Wilson. I think it has to be Aaron Rodgers. Like, that type of level of guy, Deshaun Watson, you know, who the hell knows with that. But I think it has to be something like that. And, and in turn, when it's that type of thing, then that player also has to be in on that, too. So, yep. I think it's going to be a really fascinating thing to watch. I agree with you. They're in. I, I think they would have been probably, not no matter what happened today, but assuming Jalen wasn't like just amazing today, I think they probably would have been out looking no matter what that report said from Rappaport. Uh, you know, I just think that's who they are and how they look at it. And I I never have thought they were totally sold on Jalen. But I don't think it's just like Jalen lost the 22-22 job today. I know you're not saying that, but... Um, no, I'm not saying that. Because, again, he's me, 23, and yeah. it was a playoff game on the road against a, a great defensive mind. Who, who, And, and to be honest, like, look, I, you know, we'll get to it all, but, like, Nick didn't help him out. Uh, players didn't help out at times. I mean, that Goddard drop was, like, an all-time Brutal. horrendous, yeah. horrendous drop. The penalties, the refs didn't help him out. There were a lot of – and, again, Barnett, yeah. none of that, you know, excuses. Jalen was awful. Not making excuses. And I'm, I'm not – but I know, I'm just I know saying not, that yeah. there – you know, like, I can – you can make a case – where you say, oh, I'm not going to indict the 23-year-old kid for this spot today. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm yeah. not saying they shouldn't you know, necessarily, but I'm saying I could see both sides of this. Yeah, for sure. And I think the important thing that you said is, like, the other quarterbacks, like, it takes two to tango. Like, they have to want to come to Philly, like, all those things. And I can't emphasize this enough, and I'll co-sign this because I know you're there with me. Like, you would bring Jalen back. I would yep. bring Jalen back. Yep. My point is not... I watched this game and said they have to make a change at quarterback. That was not my personal opinion. I Jalen was was the main reason they lost, but like if we're doing the pie chart, he's not, you know, like 70% of it. Like he's the biggest piece in my opinion. But it's but all around. Totally. It's all around, right? It's one of the more equally to blame yeah, games in totally. a while. But I, I would still say Jalen has the biggest piece. I'm just saying, like, in a national audience today, like Jeffrey Lurie watched his passing game look like a high school passing game, right? Like, like completely unable to move the ball except for like the weird thing is there'd be like a play every three series that was really nice like he'd like scramble and find God you know so there was like some positives but yeah I mean the one thing they couldn't do in this playoff game was get embarrassed and that's exactly what they did. I know like, that's I, it. it was the and, only thing we said we were like any other outcome it's a successful season but if they get embarrassed then it's like you know I almost it cursed, everything it's yeah. like bleep well but the, you know? the, the the other crazy thing is, and I said this, and I believe it, like, I don't think they were ever going to win that game. But I do think there were real chances for them to at least make it competitive, and that's when they shot themselves in the foot. Like, the Barnett penalty. Like, you, you're you off the field. Like, or at least you have them at third and ten. And maybe they get it, but who knows. But, like, you, you get the Bucks off the field to start the game if that Barnett penalty doesn't happen, right? Like, 
there's another huge panel there for some reason I'm not thinking about right now. Oh, the, the Kelsey The Kelsey penalty, hold right? that was horrendous. Yeah. Like a horrendous. Like the second one you could argue was fine, but that first hold on the Goddard catch was like a disastrous call. Right. And like that was a big moment. Like he got, they got a big play. Like it was all a huge things. moment. A huge moment. And I want to get into Sirianni and I want to get into Hurts, obviously. But my second biggest takeaway outside of the fact that they're going to try to get a quarterback is like, yo, that Jalen Rager fumble. I like being Dude. sometimes I, I, I love like, that you're just going for it. Cause I was going to, you know, do the heavy hitters first, but you know, I mean like Elliot, let me just say this. And I, I really thought about this. I texted with my brother about this. I like during the game, like I'm like, really, this is Jalen Rager. No offense to him. It is not his fault, but when this you is, take, this is going to be offensive. But when you take everything into account with Jalen Rager, the whole sum of it, he is my least favorite Eagle of my lifetime. Forgetting like just bad people who might have played for the Eagles or whatever, but like just as a player, as a, as uh, a frustrating as a, player, as a player, as a personality, as the way he, you know, uh, uh, you know, the excuses, this, that, all the things taken into account, my least favorite eagle of my lifetime. Like I, I hate watching him on my team. He is actively bad. Like actively hurts the team. Like cutting him is actually a valuable addition to the team addition by subtraction. I like, I can't think rationally about him. I'm, I'm, I I, like, that was a disaster today, Elliot. Like it's a a disaster. Go ahead. Yeah. So I was, I was at the game, obviously, as we've discussed, right? Like, um, and I can just tell you, I don't know if this came across on TV, but like that fumble Forget the actual, like, how bad of a play it was. The fact that he's, like, running up and trying to catch it at his shoelaces. Like, there's uh, guys, like, all those things, right? Like, what are you doing? Like, 101. There's 101 stuff. Oh, my God. The, the second he fumbled um, By the way, ball, I'm trying not to yell because my daughter is trying to, like, sleep, and she was a little, like, frustrated going probably to sleep. probably better. I'm trying, but, like, it, just know that, like, imagine that everything I say about Jalen Rager is me yelling at the top of my lungs because that's how angry I get about it. Go right. ahead. And people know that voice well. Yeah. So, yes. Charlie but, Day might show yes, up. Yes, the Charlie well. Day yelling is I, – I, I was taking the uh, the uh, an Uber back to the hotel. In my head, I'm thinking, like, I'm just going to let James yell about uh, about Reger and Gannon. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to let him yell because mm-hmm. I know that he's going to be upset about mm-hmm. it. So, mm-hmm. but, but, like, I don't know if this came across on TV, but the second he fumbled that ball, they quit. Like, they quit. Like, the whole team was deflated by that play. And, again, they were down 17 to nothing, so I'm not going to act like they were, like, in it. But they had just forced a three and out. The offense was showing signs of life. If he catches it, they have it at, like, the 50, right? Like, I think they probably get a field goal out of it. And then who knows? Like, we'll get into the defense. But the defense did have a stretch in the game where they were playing well, like forcing three and outs and those type of things. When he fumbled that ball, and I'm, this doesn't all blame go, all the blame doesn't go on him, but just watching the team, like, they quit. Like, the defense went right down the field. The offense looks pathetic from that point on. Like, the game was over after he fumbled that ball. And it was just such a monumental mistake. And the worst part about it was it was so predictable. Like, he has been bobbling the ball as a punt returner for weeks. Like, it's always been an adventure with him. And then you add in the wind and, like, again, it was a horrendous play. Like, I, I, as as a human, from human to human to Jalen Rager, like, I hope the Eagles move on from him. Jalen needs to move on to another team. I think any potential he might have, and there might not be any in there, but even if he has the potential to be like a quality fourth receiver, it is not going to happen in Philadelphia. It's too ugly. 
too much history. Like you said, he he's your least favorite Eagle ever. And like people will say like, oh, well, whatever. Like that stuff matters. Like it matters how the fans feel about a player. It, like it just matters in their ability to succeed in that city. Ask Carson Wentz, right? So like I, I feel bad for Jalen. And I, I and again, he makes money, like all that stuff. But like it's got to be terrible to be him in the way that like the whole city's mad at you. You didn't ask to get picked before Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. You're out there trying your best. Like, doesn't mean you're good, but you're at least trying your best. Although maybe, there are some routes where maybe, maybe trying. Yeah, I was his gonna best. say there are some routes where he looks maybe lazy trying on that. his best. Maybe yes. Regardless, I don't want to do a Jalen p- pity. Yeah, party. I'm I, just saying like I, it's yeah. over. Like it's I, over. I, it's I, over. I, I'm, he I'm, is not going to play another game in an Eagles uniform. He can't. I would, like I, I would he might. He don't is, say yeah. that he won't. Don't say he won't. You know how he. You know how he does this stuff with this stuff. And you know if we're just gonna be on Rager again, I'm I'm almost thrown off guard because I was gonna get to Rager later. But how about Mortensen? Chris Mortensen from the freaking like rafters coming in with oh, the yeah. tweet. The fact that Andy Weidel's draft board was ignored to select Rager over Jefferson is never going away. That pick that we've debated so hotly, so contestedly. Like, like, but we kind of we knew we knew it. The scout said take Jefferson, and how he had to freaking be Howie, like and. Smartest guy in the room and all that. Like, you know. Well, how he listened to the coaches. But whatever. Uh, we, sure. We, we yeah. I'll, okay. How he deserves the, There's a zero. The zero. There's literally a zero percent chance in my mind that he actually, that it was actually a Doug Peterson call. That Doug Peterson, the guy who they wouldn't let pick his staff, they let pick the receiver in the first no, round. Well, we like, don't have to do It's such an asinine thought. Regardless. Whatever. I, it's just, I can't stand. Like, again, I'm going to get loud if my daughter's going to wake up. But I, I, that's how I feel about Rager. Like, I can't stand him. I can't stand him watching him. And, it's, and you're right. Uh, there is a good portion of it that is not his fault. But it is what it is. Time to go. Like, you can't have and him he back. Like, I, I believe he's gone. We'll see. I believe he will not be back we'll next see. year. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get to And, again, you know, with that, uh, like, you know, part of it goes on Nick, too. Like, for Nick to keep – and, again, I, I think that's ultimately Howie. I think that's how he's saying play him all year and stuff. But the fact that Rager is still out there, that he's still returning punts in that game. And I know Greg Ward was hurt, but, like, I would rather put Kenny Gamewell back there and just say fair catch it. Like, whatever. You can't well, let him fumbles stay. another one. You can't – exactly. You can't let him stay out there. And then you're designing plays from on offense. Like, it's just a joke. Like, like it, it's top to bottom. Like it's an embarrassment. They should all well, be the fourth and ten. They right, should, the fourth yeah, and ten. They, they should all like, like. So that's I would bet Nick my life the play Howie. was not designed for him, but it still went to him. Like it's you know. it's, it's it's a disaster. Like the Rager thing is a disaster. All right, let's go with the big hitters one by one. Like look, Jalen. You know we kind of talked about the Jalen thing, and that's going to be I think our our number one thing that we talk about in the offseason because Nick's not going anywhere. Howie's not going anywhere. Who knows what's going to happen to quarterback? I think we just both agree. Like, Jalen was horrible. Like, I don't I don't really have a lot to say past that. I don't I don't want to say anything in the moment that I uh, – because I do, you know, I do still feel I've made a, a point of saying how young he is and how, you know, he is 23 years old starting a road playoff game against Tom Brady. Like, you know, I'm not going to damn this kid for it, but it was alarming. He, in a big spot, like, looked – just awful and the decision making that we pride him you know pride in him was 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 bad all game and um but let, let's get to the other guys and we can circle well, let me back. let me do one Jalen. yeah point. yeah go ahead um, sure so i agree that i don't like look it's a reaction pod so people need to take that for what it is right like it's the day of the game so everyone's gonna have like overreaction monday all that stuff and i would bring Jalen back as the quarterback i think Jalen has a a, a legitimate track record of improvement, like legitimate. Alabama, Oklahoma, rookie year to this year, like clear improvement. And I think he could improve next year. And I think that some of his arm issues can be fixed with more experience. So I, I'm not like out on Jalen. 
But one area I am legitimately concerned about Jalen is he does not seem to play his best in big games. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a track record of it now. Yep. I, 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 it's I, a small like, sample size, but, but it seems like every single one. Like, the only, like, quote-unquote big game in the sense that it was, like, not a normal game that he played well in was the Tuesday night game. But, like, the Dallas Monday nighter, the game last year, the, um, you know, obviously this one, the Saturday night, or not Saturday night, whatever, the, uh, the I mean, Brady Thursday night. Yep. Like, he has not been good in any of them. Yeah, well, and to me, like, we talk so much about his intangibles, and they're they're so positive, right? But, like, when I watched him today, he looked rattled to me. Like, he looked like he was unsure. Like, he was nervous almost. Like, he was in the pocket kind of like, you know, like, not, like guys were open, it seemed like, and he wasn't seeing them, or he was, like, holding on to the ball more than he has, and it snowballed on him. And it looked to me like he did in Dallas in week three, where I remember being in Dallas and looking at him and being like, he does not have it today. Like, he just doesn't have it. And I've joked about this before, but it's becoming, like, less of a joke to me. I can almost see why Nick Saban pulled him in that game because, like, he's had games where he's played better in the second half, but a lot of games the Eagles have won in the second half, it's because, like, the whole team plays better. It's not like Jalen himself turns things around. Like, the Giants game uh, and Philly, he was better in the second half than he was in the first half. I give him credit for that. But he seems to me like a guy that, like – doesn't has not played well in big spots and as a quarterback and he's horrific guy, in like, those first halves. yeah like, he's not, he's just, not bad. just bad he's, he's horrific he's horrific yes so like as a guy that like i'm big on quarterback wins like people can disagree with it whatever like i believe in quarterback wins my favorite quarterbacks are the ones that win games in big spots like that's it it's like i'm watching jimmy garoppolo right now jalen's probably more talented than jimmy garoppolo Jimmy Garoppolo is about to win, like, I don't know, it's like, what, fifth playoff well, game? Let's not get carried away. I'm a little nervous. It's getting a I know, little too close. Yeah, Dallas is you coming know, back. I was but all excited the- to gloat, but I'm a little nervous right now. And they lost Fred Warner and Nick Bosa, who were like, they're, both players are better than any defensive player on the Eagles. So, you know, I'm a yeah, little nervous. I didn't know they were out. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, but anyway, my point I'm making is, like, Jalen has to start winning in big games. And, like, he took them to the playoffs this year. So I'll go back to what I started with, where, like, the Phillies got swept their first year. So, like, who knows? But it's becoming a real thing. Like, Jalen has to win big games. Like, that's the next step for him. And I thought it was concerning how he played today. Yeah. I, I, concerning is honestly putting it lightly. Like, it's a disaster how he played today. And I, I yeah. think, like, to your point. And he like, comes well, out in the walking booth. Yeah. Like, and then that's the thing after and whatever, you know. But, like, to your point, like, you and I, we would give him a chance next year. But, like, he has earned the fact that it's going to be a, a question this offseason. Like, he did not. He had a chance today to to shut it up, at least until next season. Like, he really did. If he came out, and even if they lost, but obviously if he won or if he played just really well and looked like in command and, you know, kind of was able to, to dice up the defense while also getting the running game going and moving the ball and all that, like, you know, I think that it really quiets the, the talk. And he yeah. didn't. And it is what it is. Um, all right, we'll get back to – look, we're going to have a ton of time to talk about this whole thing, obviously, later this week, the offseason, all that. But um, Sirianni, and then we'll save the the main event, at least as far as this pod is, is I concerned. Know. Although part of me is like I almost want to do a whole pod on Gannon, but we, we can will. get well, we'll just yeah, we okay. Trust me, we will. Elliot, we, you might not know this. Uh, we're going to be looking for things to talk about because yeah, that's season, a good point. Is, yeah. season is over. Uh, draft – is not for a while. Free agency is not for a while. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get there. But um, look, Nick, um, I I absolutely look more at, at what he did this season. How impressed I am with it. But I mean, he looked like his 
uh, head coach in his first playoff game against the defending Super Bowl champs. Like, it was a, you know, we're ripping yeah. Jalen. He deserved it. But, like, Nick was horrible today. The play calling was bad. The team didn't look ready to play. Uh, you know, just top to bottom, uh, the decision-making was poor. Um, it was just a, a really bad showing from, from Sirianni in his first playoff game. Yeah, my Sirianni things are more just like he's the head coach, so he deserves ultimate blame. Like, the, the slow starts are clearly becoming a thing and like the offense and, and itself. his game calling is his play calling was just it just look it, it felt it felt stale it felt uncreative like but it's the, just so hard to know if that's hurts it or is not, i know it like, is i know it is it's certainly part of it but it, you know if nothing else look he didn't come out and and scheme it you know to a for point sure where, i agree guys yeah. were not wide open yeah. like jalen did not miss wide open guys he that was not yeah. the issue today yeah. right um so yeah i agree like it was it was definitely a red flag. Like Sirianni is the head coach of a team that got embarrassed. So yes, like I will say of like of Jalen Hurts, Gannon, Rager, like Barnett. Like I have like thoughts on them. With Sirianni, I'll just be honest and say like my main thought is just he deserves blame because they got smoked. Like I don't feel better about Sirianni. Obviously, I don't feel worse about Sirianni. I didn't think he made like any egregious mistakes. Like he went for it on that fourth and four, which I thought. Was probably the right call. Considering oh, I was. I thought it was. was abs- I thought it was absolutely the right. Yeah, call. and they got it right. Like, there's the fourth and ten where, like, maybe you I was the fine with. Goal, I was but... fine with all that stuff. I was. Yeah. So I didn't think there were any like moments where I was like, okay, I, like I'm, you know, he's having yeah, a bad game. I think the but... team just wasn't ready to play. They weren't, and and you know the the play calling just didn't shine. You know, and I think that comes back on Sirianni. I agree. Look, it's hard to like Hertz was so bad. It's hard to to really get a feel for it. But it just felt right. like you know, Sirianni. And look, you know, I know people were joking about it, but we hear the Rocky thing, and it's like, ooh, Nick. Um, you know, yeah, like, I don't know though. I think like we did that about the flower thing. We you did, know? So, like, and I it all worked out. I agree. Trust. I agree. Look, ultimately, like I said with Jalen, but even more so with Nick, because I truly believe that if I'm going to look at the what happened on the field today and say what was the the bigger reason the Eagles lost, that they were out-talented, particularly at the most important positions, or they were out-coached. I think it was both, but I think it was more than they were out-talented. So, you know. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, um, all right, let, let's get to, uh, to. Your boy. Your boy. Um, I, I just, you know, look. Uh, to the point I just made, uh, you know, and, and I all, all season certainly acknowledge, and especially losing TJ Edwards, an underrated loss early in that game. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I can't, um, you know, I, I have to acknowledge that I think the defense is, is you know, lacking talent, and, you know, we both want them to address that this offseason. Free agency, the draft, particularly young, blue-chip, high-end talent on defense is, is paramount. Um, but I still thought, like, coming out and, and doing – you know, again, with the soft zone coverage and and just waiting for Brady to to make a mistake and you know no pressure and you know the pressure came but only after the the Bucks lost their two best offensive linemen and one yeah. guy was playing with like you know I could barely move you know it just uh, you know I know the defense had some stops and all that and I I certainly acknowledge that of the two the offense was worse today there's no question you know the offense was the offense the turnovers the combination the regular turnovers the Hurts picks. 
um, and the the inability of the offense to move the ball are the biggest reasons they lost. Um, the the defense it wasn't the worst game they've played all year, but you know it was just more the same. And I and at no point at no point this season, you know, have I come out with Jonathan Gannon and said, "Wow, that was great! Like that was cool! Like I know the numbers have been there times on, but it's been against <laughs> the stats. against bad quarterbacks." And then again, Brady today, and then you know it's just like. I just still feel like I look at Jonathan Gannon and I'm like, you never stopped anyone good all year long. Not one time. Like, it feels like you didn't stop him one drive. And I know they did. But, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I think he stinks, dude. I would fire him I right know. now. I would fire him right now and hire Vic You would Fangio legitimately right fire him. I would fire him. I know that they never will. I Trust me. I get it. And I, I, I'm not saying, like, I'm not going to be upset that when they don't. Like, I'm not saying it's a mistake to not fire him. But, like, if it were my team, do, I, I would fire him. I don't think he's the guy, particularly if I thought I had a chance to get a Fangio. I don't think Zimmer is going to go right to being a DC right away. But but I think Fangio might. If I get someone, I know you have disagreements in terms of bringing someone like that in. But if I know I can get someone who's like a high, high end, uh, you know, someone who's proven at the 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 – you know, NFL level that they can call defenses and scheme guys up and get the most out of talent um, like that. Yeah, I would, I would do it. But I, look, I, I'm not pounding the table saying fire Gannon, but I, I right, would. Here's my, here's my Gannon thing for today. So I agree that like he looks like he's being out coached Monday through Saturday. Like consistently, the other teams come out and move the ball right down the field on the Eagles. What did I say the chances the Bucks were going to score on the opening possession? Like 80 percent, right? And they go right down the field. And I would have, by the way, I would have taken the ball first, but regardless. Well, you know, I know. So, you, you said it. Yeah, so so I agree. Like, Gannon, like, I'm not I, – I do believe in my heart that the fact that they're playing elite competition should lower the scale of what's expected. That being said, that does not mean you can give up touchdowns on the first two possessions, right? Like, I don't care who you're playing. Like, touchdowns on the first two possessions consistently is clearly not good defense. So the defense was, was not good to start the game. Now – I thought up until that Rager fumble, they had turned things around. They, I think, had four three and outs, right? Like, they were slowing them down. They held them to a field goal. But 17 points, like, in a half is not good. That's on pace for 34 points. That's, like, more than I thought was acceptable. I had, like, 30 is what, like, I thought was, like, a good outcome, right? So my thing with Gannon is, and I know this this happens where if we have a disagreement, like, we both get painted on the far sides, but, like, I don't think Gannon's a top, like, 10 defensive coordinator. I just wouldn't fire him. Like, I think Gannon can't, Gannon's skill is he knows how to shut down bad offenses consistently, and that's a skill. But, like, if, if you said to me, if, they, if you gave Gannon, like, 11 great defensive players, would he be able to scheme up something that stopped an opposing offense? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if Gannon would be able to put together a scheme that makes sure that when the – offense comes out from the opposing offense and they've been studying his defense all week that they're not going to go right down the field I don't know the answer to that right we'll find that out if if when they get better talent I think the defensive talent is maybe a little underrated just because like Slay's good and whatever but regardless like I think Gannon's probably like middle of the pack defensive coordinator today I agree with you the offense is why they lost but the defense was still disappointing so it seems like maybe we're a little bit on the same page with the Gannon thing for today all right, so not the knockdown drag out fight we expected. I'm sure well, that'll happen on Tuesday. Yeah, when we'll Zoe's say, not there. Yeah. yeah, it's a good point. I'm I'm actually happy about that because I I I definitely should not yell because it was a tough one going on. Um, all right. Um, you know, look, a few other like a few other notes, and we're gonna talk obviously as this goes on, and we'll, we'll have pod later in the week, and you know, talk about kind of all the 
the afterthoughts. We have more time to think about it. But but I want to get to some quick hitters, and then we'll kind of wrap up the whole kind of ride. Um, some some quick ones. We mentioned it before the game. You know, Josh Sweat losing Josh Sweat before the game. I, I you know when you lose the way they yeah when you lose the way they did. I don't think you can point to any one guy and say that was it. But losing Josh Sweat before the game is huge. And, and honestly, more than anything, like you know, uh, thoughts and prayers. I hope he's okay. You know, it seemed like obviously right. something where all week where they're just saying illness, and then it's like oh he almost died. Life threatening <laughs> surgery. Like, what? Right. What are we do- what? It just shows it just shows like how silly press conferences are. I know, and how much how far teams are willing to go to not let right. other teams know what's happening. It's it's Sirianni's like he had a little bit of abdomen pain. I was like, Oh, I guess he like, has gas. And then today it's like it's he crazy. had a life threatening surgery. But he can also maybe play. So it's like, just crazy. Um Nate Herbig, uh we didn't talk about that a lot during the week, but I definitely think that contributed. Um Nate Herbig out in you know, like Sue Opetta, whatever it is, what it is, but I definitely, you Although know, the line seemed okay. Yeah, it was from, like, fine, but you know, watch, like, yeah. but, but, um, you know, I don't know how you can't watch that and not, uh, think and be like, you know, what the hell with Brandon Brooks, man? Like, and yeah, I'm not, no, yeah, that absolutely, yeah. I don't know. And obviously, we've talked about, we don't know if, the, if it, you know, Brandon's talked about his anxiety and things like, and we don't know if it's anything like that. We don't want to, you know, guess or suppose or whatever. And if it is, like, you know, obviously, like, we're, we understand that totally, but like, just as we talked about the way this whole thing was handled, where it's like no update, no update. We're not going to talk about it. And like, you know, today in the playoff game, like, you really could have used Brandon Brooks. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I was thinking about this. Had they won, and obviously they did not. Like, and Herbig couldn't play again. Like, are you still not putting Brooks out there? So it's crazy. whatever, Brandon Brooks. We don't, you know. No, I know. I'm just like, saying. Yeah. You know, it was a thought that that went through my mind as um as we watch it. Um, you know, Barnett again with the penalty. What do you think of the jam- penalty? I didn't think it was that bad, but I got it. I, I wasn't as upset. I thought the Kelsey one was a way more egregious call, um, but I thought it was a bad call. I, I think mean, you got to know. Has earned, yeah, yeah, he's earned it, and you also got to know you're playing Brady, who's like you know the one who's going to get the most of those calls. So like, right. it, it is what it is, you know. Um, Killer what, spot though. What do you think about the um, the game plan? And again, I think part of it too is Jalen. You know, you know, we don't know how much is him just not getting through progressions or this or that or whatever, but. Um, you know, Troy Eggman, I know you were at the game, but you know, Troy Eggman's passion project during the game was, was why aren't you throwing the ball to Devonte Smith? Right. And it certainly felt that way. What'd you make of that whole thing? Um, I just think it's so silly that like in a meaningless week 18 game, when you need to get him 40 yards, you can like scheme up how to get it to him. And like in this game, it's like, what a great point, man. Get it to him, right. Point. So like now obviously it's harder cause the bucks are trying to shut him down and all that. And like, but. Yeah, it falls on Sirianni. Like, you have to find a way to get Devontae Smith involved. Like, you have to. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think – I agree. Like, Jalen didn't play well. But, yeah, they have to get Devontae involved. Um, the Goddard drop was like – come on, man. Like, Goddard's had a great year. I think he's changed both of our minds. In the beginning of the year, we both just wanted to see him do it. He did it. I think he's, like, a top five tight end type guy. Like, he's elite. But, like, dude, you got to make that catch. Like, you have to make that catch. Like – in it's a right season with a lot of drops, space. that was the biggest drop of the season. It was a disaster. Yeah, it, it was it was a really bad drop. And again, like it's one of those things where you hope that as a team they like learn from it and move on or whatever. But, like it was it was a terrible drop. Yeah, it really was, and and you know really cost them um, as they were just never able to get that momentum going. Um, all right, uh, we'll again cover a lot more stuff, uh, you know, in the week and weeks coming up, and you really kind of span out with more reaction all that but but you know kind of last thing for me is is just kind of putting a bow on this because I do think it is a weird feeling where I at least I know for me you know and you kind of alluded to it earlier Elliot where it was like going into this game like I felt 
as um, you know, as kind of as I have in a playoff game in a long, long time for me, where I was like, you know what, you know, it's yeah. all good. What a successful season, you know. And it was like all that, but it was like, just don't get embarrassed. And then like, they get embarrassed, and it totally kind of, you know, it's yeah. one of those that's kind of hard to you know process it all. How do you, how do you put a bow on? And again, we'll have more time to really put a finer tooth you know thing yeah but like elevated yeah how do you kind of put a bow on on what was a fun unexpected playoff push but also a playoff game that really showed that ultimately they didn't really belong on that stage with that team you know yeah i I think it was a successful year like i think you you know is are we sure that sirianni is going to be the coach that takes him to the next level like no you can't be sure about it are you sure about jalen hurts like no but like they were both better than I think the majority of the people expected this year. Nobody expected this team to go to the playoffs. Like it was, it was a successful season, no matter how you slice it. If you would have told me at the end of the year, the main question would be, can they be as good as Tampa Bay and Tom Brady? Like we both would have known the answer to that question was no, right? Like they they were not expected to compete with these teams. And so the fact that like there was even a, a fighter's chance that they would win this game, I think shows to what a successful year it is. Now, I'm not like handing out a participation trophy. I understand that they need to get better. And the next step is hard. Like if they're the 17th best team in the league right now, it's a lot harder to get to like 17 to 10 than it is, you know, from 32 to 17, right? Like it's going to be hard. And that's why it'll be an interesting off season. They have to improve the roster. Like people have to improve. Gannon, Sirianni, Hurts, they all have to be better than they were this year, right? But as much as it was probably painful for people to watch that game, it, it should not be overshadowed that this was definitely a successful season. We both agreed this season was already a success. So as bad as that was to watch, it is what it is. Like if you're going to overreact as much to a bad loss against a good team, then you should also remember to overreact to a win against a bad one, right? Like they're not a bottom 10 team. They're not a bottom 14 team, but they're also not a top 10 team yet. And this offseason will be about this. This season was about figuring out that they're not the Jets, the Texans, those teams. Like, we check that box. We know that that's not who they are. This offseason's about showing if they can go to the next level. And it'll be really interesting to see how they try yeah, to Yeah, I, I think this, the, the offseason is so big, and we'll dive into it all, but it really is a a really pivotal, you know, kind of pivot point offseason for this team where, you know, they really need to hit on some stuff. They really need to make some smart moves. They really need to bolster because – you know, right now the question hanging out is because I agree. Look, we said going in it was a successful season. I'm not going to change that just because, again, an inexperienced team lost to the defending champs in an ugly way. You know, it happens. I get it. it you know, you lost to Brady, but, but, you know, where if if it didn't go down this way today, I don't think there's any question heading into the off season about the positivity of the successful season. But now there is, and we have to have that discussion, yeah. and it is warranted. Because there are questions now about the quarterback. There are you know, more questions about the coach than, you know, we're still positive and all that. And, you know, it's just one day. But, you know, still, like, there's questions where before there might not have been. And I think it sets up for really a, a pivot point offseason where they can kind of, if they make the right moves, you know, kind of take the next step. And even if, you know, they still have to figure out the most important spot, like, they still can kind of move forward roster-wise, become a playoff roster, become someone who maybe wins a playoff game, you know, and, and it can it can be steps. It can be baby steps or, or even a leap. Mm-hmm. Who knows, depending on, on how the, the quarterback position plays out. Um, but I agree. I, I think it's successful, but I definitely think it's successful with it uh, historically an asterisk just waiting to be filled in of, of what happens this offseason and what happens next season. Because if they are, again, you know, 
if they're like a team like you know go back to being like the Falcons or this or that one of these teams that has a really you know uh, and, and you know either a nice year or a bounce back year and then goes back to being you know seven and nine or yeah, you know, seven sure. and Next ten or yep. eight and nine or whatever and it's like the same kind of uninspiring thing then you know then it's then it's a much bigger question or, or worse so um i think it's just a massive off ne- next year and we'll have all season to talk about it and this is just last minute thing like next year if they don't win a playoff game it's a step oh, back like that's the reality of where they're at now right so like they got to figure out a way to win a playoff 100 percent agree um all right any final thoughts before we get out of here and we'll be back later in the week uh yeah. we'll, we'll talk about you know more about this and make our picks and all that stuff yeah, one. I guess one last thought would just be like it is the end of the season. Obviously, our pod continues. We'll still be back this week. We'll still be doing off season stuff. But like, I it was an awesome year. Like it was really fun. Like interacting with everybody, seeing you, all the listeners on the fans of Philly trips. Like I I tweet with you. James is not as good on social media. But like interacting with people, you ran into people at the bar. Like I really felt like this year as a pod. I feel like we all grew closer. And so for whatever happens this offseason, I really, really enjoyed this year. It's been one of my most satisfying seasons in terms of professional and just enjoyment. So thank you to everybody that leaves reviews and we'll get enough to get the SATs and everyone that DMs me and James and all that. So like it'll be a fun offseason. Ultimately, we're all here just because we enjoy talking about the Eagles. So shout out to everybody. Yeah, what a perfect, perfect thing to say. Couldn't agree more. You know, so many we literally couldn't. And wouldn't do the pub without you. It's it's because of you that we can. And you know all the you know uh, on the show recently, the radio show we've had. You know people from Wales and Scotland. You know Gary and Adam and all these yeah. awesome people. And you know so many people from all over the country and all that. And like you know kind of having this community, this group of of um, um, people who we kind of all have this shared this passion and thing, and to to kind of go on the ride together. Really, I'm with you. It's it's the most meaningful part of this whole thing. Um, for me and uh, and you're so right. We couldn't do this without everyone out there. And uh, I'm excited for the off season. Excited to, to bring it back up. And and to your point, look, I think after last season and 2020 itself, you know, last season, you know, again, like I said this before, but one of the you know three or four worst seasons of my lifetime. You know, maybe the worst in the running for the worst when you put it all together for as sure, a fan. Yeah. And uh, and this is a bounce back year. You know, so now we need to to bounce. Well, we need to bounce even more. That's the point. You know. And it looks like if there's a better way to end the pod for you, it looks like the Cowboys. I am watching it, and I'm 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 hesitant to freak and, and get too excited. But well, they just got. Oh, a first down, Dallas so. sucks, baby. Dallas sucks. There it is. All right, at least you know it doesn't make up for the Eagles, but but we got something. I will I will take I will yep. take it. Um, and uh, you know, uh, last thing I'll say too is Howie, um, if you need any help picking receivers, you know, Justin Jefferson, you know. Let me know. I, My I, big boy Jamar good. Chase. I, I was pretty nuts about that guy. Elliot called T. Higgins. You know, I think between the two of us, you know. Yeah. Hit us up. Um, all right. Again, thank you to everyone out there. Uh, we love you, uh, and we will be here with a ton of off-season content. We're not going anywhere. Uh, we'll be back later this week. Um, and uh, you know, despite it all, go Birds, because because uh, we love this mm-hmm. team. Um, and Dal sucks, and uh, he's Elliot James. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs>